Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Heads Talk with me, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter, the podcast where we talk to C-level executives, leaders of institutions and heads of multinationals. What are the current topics they talk? We listen. My guest today is an entrepreneur, a leading figure in e-payments and is the head of a successful B2B payment management organization. He's described as an innovator, a visionary, and one of the best payment experts in the business. This is the new series on Heads Talk, a new year, a new quarter, a new series, the FinTech series, where we talk to some of the leaders in this space. But before we get into that, here is a brief message. This episode is sponsored by Eurus. Eurus Private Capital Forum is transitioning online with on-demand sessions offering attendees the utmost flexibility to access industry-specific content and deals on their terms. Launching this coming February, Eurus 2022 will bring together 100 speakers from across Europe over a broad agenda covering private equity, venture capital, real estate and private debt. For details, visit www.eurusforum.org. Podcast with your host Elaine Pringle Schwitter. Marwan Forsley is the co founder and CEO of Veeam, a next generation global payment provider that enables businesses to quickly and securely send and receive payments in local currency. Veeam uses the blockchain as a new settlement rail to enable frictionless and inexpensive payments. Prior to this, Marwan founded and served as the CEO of eBillMe, an online payment solution that extended online banking to the merchant's checkout process. eBillMe was sold to Western Union and Marwan joined the corporation's digital team as the general manager, e-commerce and strategic partnerships. With expertise in mobile payment solutions, e-commerce infrastructure, marketing strategy and alternative payments, Marwan is one of the leading entrepreneurs working to pioneer better payment systems. Let's now have a conversation on this brand new series on Heads Talk. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Marwan to Heads Talk. Many thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, let's talk about your organization, Veeam. I briefly mentioned it in the introduction, but for my listeners and to hear it from you yourself, what does it do? How does it do it? And how's business? Yeah, it's great. Thank you. Um, so we help businesses, mainly SMBs, to pay and get paid around the world of domestic and cross-border payments. Um, it's designed for simplicity. So when you log in, there's two things you could do. You could either send payments or collect getting paid. And all you need is an email of the receiving party, the amount of money that you owe, and you're done. The entire thing is modeled around consumer payments, but designed for businesses. So we're in 110 countries, over 80 currencies. We have about 400,000 accounts on the platform. And it's like Venmo uh, for businesses. Venmo is the US Mm -hmm. uh, version of consumer to consumer, but designed for business transactions. Um, We do accounts payable, accounts receivable, again, domestic payments and cross-border payments all in one service. So Mm -hmm. you have access to all this as a business to do both your payables and receivables. Um, 
We pride ourselves on tracking payments, delighting the customer with a simple UI, UX, mm-hmm. and supporting the customer with, with all their business needs. So that's, in general, how the payments work. Um, mm-hmm. Business is great. We, uh, we've been growing substantially mm-hmm. um, year over year. We uh, increased the number of accounts on the platform, the, the funds we process. We increased the number of countries, the number of currencies. Mm-hmm. And we're always busy providing new features uh, to our customers to benefit from the service they have access to. Mm-hmm. Well, th- thank you for that. And, you know, no one can question the success of Aveen. How was, or is, as it's still happening, your business affected by the pandemic? Was it a, a perfect storm or an opportunity? It's an opportunity because we, you know, a lot of our customers uh, are online businesses. We mm-hmm. have a lot of e-commerce, retailers. Uh, tech startups, uh, online business solutions. And, uh, you know, they did very well during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, unfortunately, what happened during COVID mm-hmm. is the business world got divided into two groups. You know, the ones that depend on uh, physical exchange of goods and services mm-hmm. and the ones that are virtual. Uh, we had a lot more virtual businesses mm-hmm. and uh, because we tailored more towards that community uh, they, their business actually benefited uh, from, uh, you know, uh, the pandemic because that a lot of activity yeah. shifted online. And so they use us to pay labor. They use us to pay suppliers, move money between their bank accounts. Some use us to collect money on an invoice. So they end up, their activity ended up increasing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, we did well supporting them. All right. Okay, so so it's it's kind of nice to hear some positive stories, even though we're all currently still going through this pandemic. So it's nice to hear that. So thanks for that. Let's look at Veeam's um, presence and impact in emerging markets. You mentioned Veeam's presence there. Um, have you got any stories that you can share with my listeners on this? For example, does Veeam allow for a certain level of um, business liquidity that was otherwise not afforded to some of its current users, etc.? What are the stories you are hearing there? Yeah, so we we support um, actually multiple use cases to emerging markets, and that's where we use also the latest technology. So we mentioned blockchain in your opening. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a market, for example, where we don't have our own bank account infrastructure. We we use our own bank accounts to settle uh, payments, but we do it in all major currencies, like you know U.S., Euro, Canadian dollar, pound. Mm-hmm. Um, for markets like Philippines, Mexico, Brazil, India, you know, we use a lot of blockchain. And, and the reason why that works beautifully is we, it doesn't tie up any, any capital. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a way to use the exchanges and work with our exchange partners mm-hmm. to settle payments in the country. And so they became, you know, these countries became flagship countries for us because we move a lot of, of volume to them. Mm-hmm. using the latest technology. So all these countries are purely run like on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it allows for payments to from US, for example, to Philippines uh, or to Mexico uh, to settle a lot faster than traditional methods like bank wire. Mm-hmm. And that's an example of using the latest technology in an emerging market to help the customer with their payment needs and get an experience that's fundamentally different than what you get today from your bank. Mm-hmm. And I assume it's, it's not just about speed, it's about security as well, isn't it? 
speed, security, customer service, delighting the user with their payment journey. So it's mm -hmm. a it's a it's a combination of things, cost as well. You, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of customers pay quite a bit of money uh, processing mm -hmm. payments through banks, and uh, in the V model, there's uh, you know, zero dollars to send payments, zero to receive. You make money on foreign exchange. Generally, uh, with banks, when you're doing bank wire, domestic or international, yes. there's like 40 bucks to send, yeah. $20 to receive. And there's you all know, these generally, everywhere. So you're, you're saying there are no sort of, apart from the exchanges that you mentioned, there are no hidden costs in terms of using Veeam, sending and no. receiving. No, absolutely not. And in domestic markets, all basic transactions, like ACH checks, anything that happens in country is free. Mm -hmm. um, we only make money on premium uh, payments and foreign exchange being one of them. We also make money on uh, cards and card interchange for folks that use their cards when they pay. Mm -hmm. And we also make money on um, folks that use us for capital to access working capital. Mm -hmm. um, that's another angle uh, for customers that don't necessarily want to pay their bills right away. They want to delay the payment and pay later, mm -hmm. um, they can request uh, access to Veeam Capital and we charge uh, a rate for that. So these, this is only, uh, th these are the situations when we when we charge for usage. Other than that, the system is free. Okay, um, let's stay with um, stories of Veeam's users and let's broaden it to yeah. anywhere across the globe. You said you're in 180 countries. So I'm um, give me, sorry? 110 countries, yeah. 110, sorry, excuse me. 110 yeah. countries, 110 countries. So um, with the stories and the feedback that you have had and heard from such users, how have their input directly or indirectly morphed or changed elements of your business model from the inception to where you are today? Yeah, um, I'll tell you a story. I had a customer um, in, in the US and in California, actually, that um, sent uh, a large amount of money uh, to to Mexico, mm -hmm. and the guy had sent it uh, to uh, on on bank wire, so through the bank, and um, and for some reason the, the funds got lost, or he couldn't figure out like where exactly is his money. Mm -hmm. So he kept calling. He called his bank in the U.S., who then told him, "Well, we we did our part, and we sent the payments." So then he called the correspondent bank mm -hmm. who then said, well, the, the payments is actually in Mexico, uh, but for some reason it's not clearing and, uh, and therefore it's not making it to the final, to the final receiver. And, and we're talking about like, you know, quite a bit of money here. And, um, and so it was like four, four days when I met him, it was four days in and he's still not sure what actually is going on trying to figure out who to talk to, to, uh, to track the payment. And ironically, at the time I was having lunch with him and he ordered pizza and, you know, he could track the pizza delivery on his phone. So like the, they'll say like the, you know, pizza mm -hmm. is like one mile away. And he was shaking his hand. And he's like, I can't believe this. I can track my pizza, but I can't actually track what happens to my payment that's going to Mexico. And it's like, uh, you know, like it's 2020 and we're still mm -hmm. not able to uh, track track the payment. So one of the things we do at Veeam that um, is a flagship 
signature experience that, that everyone likes is this tracker that we put on the system so that every party, the payer and the payee, can see exactly what's going on with the payment. It timestamps everything. Every time funds can get transferred from one bank to another, it tells you exactly, uh, this is where the payment is at. If there's any issues, it flags it, flags it for you or for your partner. Um, if there's any weekends, holidays, it just kind of modeled after Uber and pizza delivery mm -hmm. and Amazon Prime it is designed to track in detail what's going on with that payment. Mm -hmm. And that's something that is very useful to everyone on the system came directly from customer feedback saying like, you know, we need to be able to know exactly where the funds yeah. are at any given yeah. period of time. Yeah. You know, we get it with ordering goods. So why not sort of on the financial level? So, you know, exactly. Okay. Um, let's talk about your relationship with large multinationals you know what is the status of play here this question is probably not in your remit but i wanted to ask this especially as an sme myself and a sometimes frustrated business owner working with large corporations i do come into contact with this scenario quite frequently it's the the 90-day invoice mm -hmm. payment term you know that dreaded clause in the contract for smes when you have the payment terms between 90 and 120 days can something be done in this space to help smes work effectively with big big corps you know via veeam for instance I, I don't know can you talk around that yeah you know one of the things that that frustrates um the uh, invoicer mm. is the length of time it takes for the payment to show up it's uh, all over from 30 days, 45 days, 60 days, 90 days. And that's if the payer pays it on time. And so what happens with big corporations, sometimes they even take longer. Yeah. And it's hard to deal with it because there's just difference in size. I mean, you're an SME, yes. it's a big company you're dealing with. You don't have the and they're taking the, Yeah. They're taking their sweet time and there's not much you can do about it because you know, yeah. you're dealing with a big company. So one of the things we put together and it's, it's in beta at the moment. It's not available for everyone, but the goal is to roll it out to, to everyone on the system longer term. Mm -hmm. It's this ability to ask for the invoice to be paid uh, on the spot, like when you create it. Essentially, what happens in that model, we pay you, mm -hmm. we take the invoice from you, and then we collect from the payer. Essentially, uh -huh. It becomes like a way to finance the invoice that you have. Instead of waiting for the company to pay you, we finance the receivable. We pay you, essentially, uh, close out the invoice. There's a fee, obviously, for doing that. You close out the invoice, and then we then go ahead and pick up the money from the payer. Um, that's something that's in, in Pilot. This is part of Veeam Capital. Mm -hmm. um, Veeam Capital is two parts. One is payer-based. It allows the payer to delay the, pay, the payment. And then another piece of it is receiver-based, mm -hmm. where the receiver can then uh, get paid instantly or faster than waiting for 90 days to pick up their payment. So what are you? It's sort of like, a, I don't know, a, a digital credit card system? It, it's a good way of describing it. In, in the industry, the term that folks use is, is factoring. But... It is like a credit card for businesses for large, uh, you know, transactions. That's another way of thinking of it. All right. Okay. Well, that's good. I didn't know that. So, so thanks for that. Um, st still in the corporate space and um, world, 
apart from you know that example that you, um, I, we've talked about, how are you working with them or, or plan to further work with them? We we focus on uh, small businesses directly, yeah. but we have partners that bring the larger mm -hmm. corporations. So, for example, we are plugged in to Oracle NetSuite, oh and gosh. some of the larger clients come through that platform. But generally, the interfacing between us and the customer happens through the partner. And we have a number of them. So, for example, another one in the U.S., a company called Repay, which does uh, payment processing for larger clients. We're also integrated into them. Mm -hmm. So that's an example of servicing the larger companies. We generally do it through our partner program. Uh, direct acquisition uh, generally happens with SMBs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I want to talk about Veeam's plans for the future. How will, mm -hmm. you, how will you expand Veeam's portfolio services? Yeah, we think of it uh, as more countries, more currencies, uh, features that support the invoicing, like adding capital and car processing mm -hmm. into the invoices, uh, features that support the uh, payer, um, so that you can speed up the payments with real-time payments. Mm. Features that support folks that have wallets with Veeam. Um, so for example, one of the things that's coming up, if you have a Veeam account and you have a wallet and you receive payments on your wallet, you can actually uh, have that converted to uh, a Veeam Visa card that you could use anywhere on the system mm -hmm. uh, or outside of the system and get a rebate as you use the product. So these are all examples of adding value to different parts of the network, the payer, the payee, the wallets, expanding into countries, currencies. Um, that's, how we, that's how we think of continuing to add value to the users. So clearly staying in the payment space, so the e-payment space, I should say. Yeah, one thing that I would say, you know, we, we think of uh, capital as well uh, as, as another form of payments. So when I, when I talk about payments, I also would include Veeam Capital into the mix, which is which is integration of lending products mm -hmm. in the payment flows. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Right. You know, this will be the, the final question to all the guests in this new Head Talk series. So, so I'll be very fascinated by the different responses to this question. Let me start with part one. Um, it's a two-part question. Part one of this question: What is the app that you, Marwin? cannot do without excluding Veeam in the fintech world and why? Um, well, I, I'm a user of um, Venmo um, and I use Square Cash as well. Mm -hmm. And I use it to pay for services like my, um, uh, for example, uh, I have uh, someone that comes in and does a bunch of yard work with, with the house. They get paid on uh, Venmo. I have uh, kids' accounts that are with uh, Squarecast, so I use that to replenish their accounts. So these, these types of services are becoming, um, you know, part mm -hmm. of day-to-day -day life. Um, you mentioned fintech, but I, I'll use another example of that. That's not necessarily fintech. There's a product here in the U.S. called Zelle, which is similar to Venmo, mm -hmm. but done through the banks. And um, one of the things that I use that product for as well is to, be, to pay for 
other services that I use. So sometimes if I have my um, service set up on Venmo, I use Venmo. Otherwise, I just go ahead and log into Zelle and pay it. Um, but these these types of systems quickly become part of your like day to day living. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very valuable. So that's an example of the, of, of what we use. Yeah, it's a part and parcel of your life. Hey. Oh, this the part B of this question. Um, I, I love this question. It's very fascinating to, to hear some of the answers on this one. So, what is the solution, the needed solution that you think has yet to be developed, but sits within the fintech world once available? You know, it's. Um, I, I think there's a lot of work and opportunity and room uh, for uh, automation of uh, customer onboarding, um, what is known as KYC, know your customer, which is required uh, as part of the payment industry. You cannot move funds um, unless the uh, unless the parties that were were sending money from and to. Uh, are being authenticated. And that, that has to do with uh, government regulation. As, as mm-hmm. part of being in the industry, you have to be regulated. And when you're regulated, you cannot move the funds unless that clears. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of opportunity in streamlining, automating, simplifying the way um, fintechs in general um, onboard customers and bring them to use their services. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's uh, it's uh, something that has friction in it. Users don't like it as much. They have to do it. They understand it because they need to get authenticated before they use any of the fintechs. Mm-hmm. But the more we can streamline and simplify, the more the industry will benefit. So I think that that's an opportunity in this space that could help everyone. All right, that's an interesting one. That that was not mentioned by any of the previous guests, so you're the first one for that one. So thank you for that, Marwin Forsley. Many thanks for your time and insights. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of Heads Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via my website elainepringle.com forward slash Heads Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, I'd like to thank our sponsors, guests, and you for helping to make the show possible. Please join me next time where I'll be featuring more executives, C-suite leaders, and heads of multinationals. Heads Talk Podcast with your host, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter.